0: Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win it real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. So something that I have known about for a really long time, but I'm just learning maybe people aren't aware of is that it is cuffing season. It is getting colder, getting darker, and Typically, what this means is that people want to kind of get like handcuffed together. People are starting to couple up. They want to find someone they can sort of hibernate with during the winter months. Um, I was doing my research and as always, I found vice to have a great definition. And they said that cuffing season lasts from about November to March. But culturally, it begins in tandem with Starbucks changing its menu to pumpkin spice and also some coffee. And there's an evolutionary history to it. As the weather got colder and the days got shorter and darker, people used to bundle up for warmth because they didn't have central heating systems. And that was when a lot of reproduction happened, obviously. And here we are today. Talking about cuffing season, which nobody knows about. And given that cuffing season is underway, there are probably a lot of first dates underway, although when are they not? And so I've invited Andrea Salenzi to join me today. And she is another Panoply podcast host. She hosts the YOY podcast, uh, described as Where Love and Sex Meet Technology. And she has also been called a celebration of awkwardness by NPR, which I like to think of myself as a celebration of awkwardness as well, so it felt like we were kindred spirits. So, hi, Andrea.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Although,
1: I have to say, I don't believe in cuffing season.
0: Okay, so that so we were talking about this off offline, and I'm curious to hear why. I believe in it only because... Maybe I don't believe that it's real as much as I always remember being like, yeah, it'd be great if I could just not go out and be social and meet people for the rest of the cold weather.
1: If it does exist, I think it starts after holiday traveling, because right now Mm -hmm. someone's swiping on the app, scheduling a date a little bit after that. We're butting up against December travel, holiday shopping. Not that I do that much of it, (laughs) but just the idea that you lose a couple weekends in this season makes dating really difficult. And it also suddenly raises the stakes that you're supposed to be talking about
0: Family. I know it's an awkward time to meet someone that's fair so I'm not sure maybe it's like the idea of it starts now as people start to as it starts to get dark at like 230 in the afternoon and people are like yeah I'm not gonna want to go to bars and go to parties and meet new people for the rest of this horrible weather well for me a
1: lot of darkness happened the election And I feel like that more than anything is bringing people together. I've heard from a lot of ladies that they got a text from that ex who they hadn't heard from for years really, saying, hold me. I mean, essentially be my
0: apocalypse buddy. Um, It is the apocalypse. That's a whole other. This is a this is Brock Cuffing season to a really apocalyptic level. Yeah,
1: but I think it's less I think. Cold weather can bring us together. But then you could make the same argument for summer. You could say you want someone to go to the beach with, so you're going
0: to start dating. I think it's like... Basically, dating is all the (laughs) time and it's terrifying. Yes. And that's what you tackle kind of on the podcast, on your podcast.
1: Yeah. And I think of it as actual work. You know, I think that there, there can be forces that bring people together that are outside of us. But for the most part, the real work is spending a certain number of hours a week calling through the idiots on Tinder trying to find... Someone who seems remotely human, who you could
0: enjoy getting a drink with. And it is kind of a full-time job. Like, it, you know, you have your 9 to 5, but... You have to check the app at a certain point every day. You have to schedule things like you would schedule meetings. Like, it's almost like you want to be like, okay, my calendar's up to date. Like, feel free to pop something in, which is my least favorite yeah. saying ever. My calendar's <laughs> up to date. <laughs> up
1: to date. Uh, yeah. And I think about this all the time, too, that um, we weren't told it would be work. Mm-hmm. We were told you'd meet him in college. We were told that you have a meet cute on the subway platform. You know, movies and television make it seem like any kind of artificiality, like an online dating experience takes away from the romance.
0: But is there a bigger decision in this life than who you share it with? I don't think so. I think that there's a ton of very valid pressure. My problem is that I think all of the different apps, and I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. She's on like, 85 billion apps like her data plan is just all apps and i adore her
1: yes but Uh, when i was coupled versus now that i'm single um my battery life has changed dramatically (laughs) i need to buy one of those extra
0: things but i that's what gets me is it's, it's not that i don't think it's an important decision that you should put a lot of effort in and and my problem is that The apps make it seem like it's the only important decision. And it's like you need to be on six different apps for six different like hobbies and niche niches. And you need to be checking it six times a day because the, you know, matches are refreshed six times a day. But it's like, what about what you're going to do and what your passions are? And what about where you're going to live and 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 getting yourself food and water? Like, it's a very important decision. But to me, the apps make it feel like if you're not checking an app and you didn't get a new match today, like something went terribly wrong. (laughs) That's how I feel. It stresses me out.
1: I think that there's a lot of different kinds of advice for how we could date better. You know, I think the apps can become really addictive because you're getting it's just like a like on Instagram or a retweet on Twitter. Yeah. It can feel really satisfying. It feels like a
0: game. Well, that's yeah. how for, I heard, and I, this is not confirmed, but I heard that's sort of how Tinder was set up was originally. It was sort of set up like a game. And you know, when you get a match, it's like Pictionary, where you're like, "Oh, I did it! <laughs> yeah, found two that matched." Yeah, right. although is that for it, me, it's just like an
1: endless game of just swiping no on everyone. It's just like <laughs> it's not an exciting game. if just no one seems worthy. But um, I yeah, I think that there's ways that we can improve our dating lives by being putting more of ourselves out there and creating a better filter. So I don't I think I've been on one date mm-hmm. since becoming single weeks ago. Yeah. And that feels like an OK, manageable ratio for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. So and actually a great piece of advice that actually worked for a friend of mine and worked for me in the past is asking guys to go on Skype dates with you.
0: Oh if my you gosh, are that's a so interesting. Lady, I
1: know. It doesn't work the other way. If a guy asks a girl to go on a Skype date, that is a horrible yeah, idea. Yeah, it's weird. She's like, oh, you want like free video chatting services with me? No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but as a lady asking a guy to do something out of the ordinary that creates a date like
0: experience without having to go on a date can be a more efficient way to date. Speaking of dating and your first date that like you said six weeks ago, let's talk about why you're here today, which is to talk about the pressure of the first date, because I have a lot of issues with how dating apps have changed the first date. Number one being, I remember being, I'm not dating anymore, but being filled with such anxiety at what are we going to talk about? Because on the app, you already cover like, where are you from? What do you do? Where do you live? And I used to be like, stop talking to me or, or we're never going to have anything to talk about. Yeah,
1: there's there's everyone says don't talk about online dating. Yeah, I think it's you kind of can't help it because it's a shared experience. Yeah, everyone says don't let it be a job interview. But why not? You know, you're meaning you're this person might have a career path that you found interesting for whatever reason. And especially if you're still figuring things out, why not learn what it's like to do what they do? Yeah. So I actually find dating really interesting sometimes because you can learn about someone who's made just different choices than you. Um, I went on a date with a guy recently who has a wood burning fireplace. And I learned all about like how you measure wetness and different types of woods and all the different wood delivery services in New York City. So in the back of my mind I'm thinking we're definitely not a match. We're definitely not a match. Wood is not interesting. But then the the part of me that's a human being just making small talk with a nice person is fascinated and is so grateful to have this information about wood delivery services.
0: And you know what? You can learn something from everyone. So that's great. Yeah. But tell let's tell everyone what you you have brought here today to the studio. It's a little different than what we typically do on Adulthood Made Easy, which is why I'm so excited about it.
1: So I brought you a piece of audio that you have not heard. Okay. And what I did is I organized an all single straight dude focus group. It's 10 guys in studio. It was part of the first episode of YOY, but this is part of it that I never aired just because the drink question... Drives people crazy. No one has a right answer to it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hear the tension in this group because it hits on themes of independent women and masculine identity and also like differences in finances. And the drink
0: question being who oh. should pay for the drink yes. on the first date? Yes. I'm very curious to hear.
1: Okay, let's listen.
0: Okay, so you meet this girl on the internet
1: and you bring her back on a date. Who pays for the first drink? Uh,
2: you can each person uh, pays for their own drink. You, you can. On offer. the first date? Yeah.
3: yeah. Wow. All right. All right. So, I usually yeah, just, I usually just go to pay. If she also offers to, great. And if do you not, push back at all?
1: Dating's expensive, right?
3: I don't. Wow. It's it's all good. Yeah. That's again. That's gender normative crap. I it's always really, I offer. Yeah. It's really. It. people are very divided on this.
2: What? I feel what? like girls normally offer to pay for the second round. Yes, yeah. that's right. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's yeah. literally I been never, like, so. It's been so all over the map. Some have insisted on because, because like, mm. if, if they let a man pay, they, they don't want to like, owe you nothing. Oh yeah, I, pay, like, I, I love that. that. I really like, uh, love that. And someone to split it. Some like uh, I'll just pay for my, it, and then they'll my my like will, would we'll do something else later, and they want to pay for it. So it's kind of like have to go with it. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's like you what a dead end because they want to pay at all.
3: It's a very minor concern. Wait, a dead end. If that's what you're worried about, going in, like, who's going
2: to pay? No, that's yeah. not what I'm I'm not, a, I'm the, I'm the not worried that about that it, but I, I'm always I'm worried about it because <laughs> I don't and have, and have a lot of money. And, back, and I'll be like, you can get the next one. It's, I just don't want to have a conversation about it because it's not yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's I mean, I think it ultimately is. we're doing, I mean, I think a lot of guys do it if they do it because they think that that's what the woman expects. And so if she is, if you and you have to vibe her. And I think if she is really... Trying to let you know, no, I want to pay for it or we split it versus playing the game like, no, no, I'll pay. But she really wants you to. I think you have to read that too. That's Most girls I've been on dates with would be very offended if I tried to pay for them. Yeah, right, that's, exactly. I had the opposite experience. Those are the kind I'd get
3: along better with anyway. I'd rather – you know, I mean I don't know. I guess I'm just more attracted to – Women who are like strong women and more Ooh, independent. Judgmental. No, not at all. Oh, I think yeah. I'm really yeah. not. That exactly. for women you, it would really be a bonus if, if she insisted on that paying, all that, the would time. <laughs> that would be helpful.
1: That would be like a good luck.
3: Yeah. It'd be I like, want great. to invite you
2: over for dinner. To I mean, my it's mom. not
3: It's not like <laughs> the money. It's the. You can
2: meet an independent woman that'll the, have somebody buy her drinks.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's more the personality. I want to meet. Yeah, it's more like, all right, I like that personality better. Yeah. I, I,
2: exactly. If I go on a date and the check comes and sh- and she doesn't even make a move f- toward it, then to me that's like, OK, you're just out here to y- – you're expecting this uh, – this uh, for me to just play this role. And you're, See,
3: that sounds a little judgmental to me. Uh, I I'm just know. saying
2: I, I don't want to date somebody who has that sort of antiquated gender uh, role. What, what's wrong with being judgmental in love? Love. You jump into love. It's well, the first date. Yeah. What's wrong with being judgmental in <laughs> dating? Dating is all about judgments. You can make a judgment about a person and then decide not to date them. Doesn't mean you hate them. No, but I think, that, well, at least for myself, when he was talking about, I prefer to date someone who's independent minded versus someone who would let a man buy her drinks. That sounds judgmental as fuck. Yeah, really? really? It is. It, it is. is. Really? Yeah, well, no, wrong that's what I said. I'm calling, right? I'm calling a spade a spade. All that's right. what dating what is. Okay. We don't okay. date every it's, uh, it's,
3: it's a personality trait more than, like, the, it is the issue. But
2: I guess what I'm saying is that, but, like, I know plenty of women who are. Very independent-minded, extremely mm-hmm. sophisticated, and very well-educated. Who also would let a man buy her her first drink? Would let is different than well, no. Yes, but what yes, I'm saying, yes, okay, exactly. so, so then let me let, let me let me recalibrate let my let me recalibrate yeah. my language. Then right, who would be more right. than happy? Who will when I say I'm going to buy whatever you want to call it? When mm-hmm. I say no, let me get this drink it's there's no there's no pushback it's just the understanding true yes. yeah there's very a, successful absolutely. educated complex women so that's what i'm saying is that Agreed, I think it's yeah. also that's there's true. a difference so that's that's my pushback on the judgment uh, i think what people sure. are no, trying I, I
3: agree with, i agree with that i don't i'm not arguing that I think what Yeah, I'm going to fuck you I up. I think when you and my, <laughs> what you... I'm just like I'm just messing with you. And then fuck
2: up with you.
0: That was amazing. I want to be part of all straight male focus groups in the future. Was that just the most enlightening thing to listen to? Not just that clip, but the whole focus group?
1: Yeah. I mean, there was so much talking over, and you could hear the tension in the room yeah. that everything they said felt personal about the other guys. So, yeah, at one point, one guy was like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where did that come from?
0: I... I'm surprised to hear a lot of things. So the first thing I'm surprised to hear is how much that one move would cause a guy to determine a girl's character, a woman's character uh, or. Yeah, like we're to being me, judged. Right. First, let's. OK, I think first what we should do is what's what's your general stance? Pay or no pay? Me personally. hmm. If I'm
1: on a date, I get there early so I can buy myself the drink so it's never on the table. That's my move. Oh, that's a good move. But I think the person who should pay is the person who most wants to pay. And in those cases, you hear some of the guys really want to pay. They should be paying. Some of the guys are probably like some of those guys are going on dates every single night of the week. Mm -hmm. They can't afford this. Um, They don't want to pay and they prefer a woman to pay. So they shouldn't pay. They Mm -hmm. shouldn't like do it just because they think it's a social expectation of them so i just think between the two people you got to figure out who cares the most about this yeah for me personally i get there early i buy myself a drink
0: so my thing is always whoever asked should pay for the first drink i generally i mean personally as someone who like doesn't isn't a trillionaire and loves free things i'm I'm someone who will reach for it and be like, oh, we can split it. And then hoping that they'll be like, no, I got this. And I can say, there's five dollars I saved or whatever. But then I'll buy either offer to buy the second round or I'll pay my way for the second round if if it gets that far. <laughs> um, but I don't think I struggle with being like, oh, me letting a guy pay for my drink means I'm conforming to gender roles or i'm not a feminist enough or i'm not independent enough like it's truly the fact that i just dating is hard and i think dating is in a lot of ways stacked against women and it's kind of nice to be treated for a drink <laughs> Like yeah. that's
1: that just kind of feels good <laughs> yeah no i i mean i completely agree the thing is that for a lot of these guys, it really is prohibitive in their dating lives. Like one of the guys who said, I do care about the cost. He's a stand-up comedian. You know, he's actively pursuing an artistic career. And as a lady on the date with him, I if I ended up not liking him, mm-hmm. I would feel so guilty That's about true. that. So I almost feel like at the time you make it to the dating, at the time you're actually sitting in front of someone at a table, you can kind of gauge where both of you are at. If I were on a date with an angel investor who was bragging to me over his messages
0: about everything he's invested in this year. six phones at the table. Yeah. And not only
1: is he pieing my drink, but I'm ordering a cocktail. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Like like with top shelf liquor. Um, But if I'm on a date with a comedian, I'm going to insist on paying. And then I just I don't want it to blur. I don't want to feel guilty for not liking a person after they bought me a drink.
0: That that's so interesting. Sense. I mean, I guess that's true. I just I can't get past how many people were like, I want an independent woman. And if she doesn't offer to pay, she's not independent. I'm like, what? we being so judged over. I'm like, maybe she's just maybe she just hasn't gotten her paycheck yet. Or like me. I don't know. I, it has never struck me that I consider myself very independent. And I started dating my boyfriend and I think he bought. The first, I mean, I remember him paying for drinks the first time because it's a longer story, but my purse ended up getting stolen on our first date. So I physically could not pay for the drinks. That sounds like a neat cute <laughs> So that was like not an option. Um, and then he bought dinner the second time we not, we went out because he Did was he like... Did
1: hire someone to steal your purse just so
0: you guys could have a cute story? I wish because then I would have gotten it back and I'm missing my student ID. So now I'm missing out on a lot of discounts. Um, but we started splitting things very early on because it was... It was like I don't need you to pay for me, but it's it's not me being an independent woman. Like I don't need you to pay my way. It was just like, okay, now we're mutually going out together. We're deciding together, you know, so we can each pay. But the first two times he initiated, do you want to get a drink? Do you want to go to dinner? So in that case, I was like, this is sort of like you're right, not, So
1: yeah, well, that can feel like a sweet stage in courtship, like it's his way of saying I like you. Yeah. Let me do this. Let me do this thing for you. But if I know it's not, I'm never going to see this person again. At that point, I feel morally like I need to pay for the drink. What if the person's really like rude and annoying? I'm still going to pay for the drink. Because I don't want him to say she rejected me and I had to buy her, you know, that drink. Unless he's that angel investor. Yeah. Yeah well, what if he's rude and annoying and he really insists on paying and that's part of the way he's rude and annoying? Yeah. that's and okay, th- he can pay. I, th-
0: yeah. I went on a date with one guy who was incredibly, like, just negative Nancy. And he bought the drink. And I was like, you know, if you say mean things about me to your friends, I don't think we're ever going to see each other again. So that's okay. And I'm not ordering very expensive drinks. Like, I'm ordering, like, a beer. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> um,
1: but if there's, like, a very sweet, guy who really earnestly is trying to get me to like him and I don't see that being a possibility, I'm going to swoop and pay.
0: So let's talk about something you mentioned when we were introducing the audio, the masculinity aspect that men feel they have to make a purchase basically on a date. So when we're talking about you or I offering to pay for the drink, we're just talking about us paying for our own drinks. I'm not going to... It's weird how yeah. I think it would come off as weird for me to say, oh, no, my treat. I've got this for both of us. Like, for at, the in, first
1: round. Right. Yeah.
0: It feels and it seems like those guys felt the same way that a lot of them were like, I at least need to pay for my drink. Like you, it would doesn't seem we're at the point where we would expect is the, maybe the word or where we would get to the place where a woman's like, oh, no, this first round's on me.
1: I completely agree with that. Although a couple weeks ago, I did the single straight lady focus group. Okay. Which was 14 ladies in four different studios all talking about their dating lives. And this wonderful single lady, Tiffany, told us her number one trick for meeting guys, which is that she'll be at a bar with friends. She'll notice a cute guy at the bar and she'll order him a drink. That's a good that's like a movie move, but just reversed with the genders. She says it works every time. I'm sure. And she'll just pick out the cutest guy at the bar. And they're so charmed and delighted and also it shows so much confidence and and even they'll always come talk to her
0: i i don't know i think i'd be too afraid to do it but i love it as a move and what do you but what do you think all of this whole conversation says about like how gendered this move is this first date move because you and i are both like we're yeah. independent strong women empower other women, go women, girl power. But at the same time, this conversation has like very gendered undertones,
1: right? Yeah, it's insane that I would feel so uncomfortable paying for the first drink on a first date. You hear all these things as a woman, like you're supposed to hold back. You don't want him to know you like him too much. He should send the first message on the dating app. Um, I know You that's can't a text too thing. frequently. You can't sleep with him on the first date. There's so much holding back that has to happen in this dance of dating and the etiquette still being defined and redefined to the point where it's scandalous that a girl could want to pay for her own
0: date to some of these guys. And I mean, obviously, this is something that's just happening in straight couples. Like, I wonder what the conversation would be if we had had a same-sex couple focus group. I wonder how the dynamic is different there. Is is it that whoever initiates it, pays or is it just automatically you pay your own way or or what is that what does that look like
1: yeah i'm i'm currently casting our next focus groups so if anyone wants to join us there'll be um queer lady focus group queer guy focus group the email address is yoy at panoply.fm
0: and we should say that's w-h-y-o-h-w-h-y at panoply.fm i'm
1: blown away that some people don't Think it's like Y O Y like L O L with the letter Y. Oh yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but just I get that really a lot. <laughs> important to, to think about. Um so the moral of the story, it seems like from the two of us is that what 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 do you say the chances are? Seven times out of ten that we think the guy should pay on the first date? Why? Now that I'm talking about this, I'm like, oh my God, just don't go out on dates. <laughs> <It's> too <laughs> there's too many problems.
1: I say whoever wants to pay should pay. So if you are the but how kind do you of lady gauge who
0: wants to pay, that's the question. Like how do, just do,
1: use your words. It's like the ultimate test of communication. If you can't communicate who should pay for this drink and if there's so much misunderstanding in the purchasing of the drink, there's no reason to go on more dates. Is how I feel like you have to survive this one conversation, because if you're considering this person as a life partner or a long term relationship, there are going to be so many other financial negotiations you're going to have to make. Okay, so then
0: going forward to the second date, how do you think the purchase power or whatever we'll call it changes then? Mm. Then is it like to me, it's split. Probably it's probably an automatic split.
1: Unless he unless he covered more of the first date and then you want to cover more of the second date to balance it out. but. I believe in kind of a sense of an even
0: balance sheet. Yeah. Going I guess I've also, I've, and maybe it's from being a journalist, but I've sort of erred on like, if I know that you're in banking or like you're, you're pretty financially stable, I'm kind of like, you can get this one. Yeah, but maybe that's be- maybe I'm. Mean. But I kind of wait for maybe him that's to- why I didn't get that many no. dates. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I wait for
1: him to say that because you never know anyone's finances.
0: That's true. You know, I'm he horrible. Could be. No,
1: no, no. You're not. You're not. <laughs> but I would. I would wait for him to say. You know, I make more money than you. Let me get this expensive dinner. I, yeah, I wait for that to come because also you never know anyone's student loan debt. You never know who's supporting their families. You never know. Um, Yeah, exactly where anyone's at. And also you could be on a date with the comedian or a writer and it turns out that he's independently wealthy and, you know, he should have bought that drink
0: and you didn't know. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get bank statements when we go on. for. There's like we could do a whole episode about like the things that we if in a real world if we could be honest the things that we'd ask people to just like bring to their first date it's like just bring us like the pictures from your childhood so we can just like get that out of the way laugh and have fun like you know let's see like what your co cowork- you know bring some affidavits from your coworkers of like what you're really like or whatever it might be
1: i don't know i'm looking for experiments to try i kind of like that yeah the, the bring all your paperwork date yeah. another
0: friend told me i should just start wearing
1: an apron for a month <laughs> <laughs> that'll help my dating life really just guys could see me just like in an apron
0: <laughs> oh my god i'm
1: looking for weird experiments to try i'll
0: aj jacobs this
1: you know i yeah. have nothing else
0: well people can what's how can they find you on twitter i'm at andrea salenzi that's s-i-l-e-n-z-i because i will say that the listeners of adulthood made easier tweeters Ooh. they'll they reach out with suggestions all the time so if you have weird dating experience experiments andrea can participate in Tweeted yes. her with all of your ideas. I'm also looking for
1: photos of the of guys sitting in the Game of Thrones chair. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> There's a traveling Game of Thrones chair, part of marketing and promotion for their show. And we're collecting all the
0: images. Oh, my goodness. So I'm also curious to hear for Adulthood Made Easy listeners what you think people should do on the first date, pay or not pay. But I think the moral of the story here is it's a gray area, but you should talk about it. Is that how we've, is that where we've landed?
1: Yeah. And if you don't want to talk about it, get there early. And I think getting there early is always a good move. You can get there, comb your hair, update your, you know, lipstick situation, sit down at the bar, buy the drink, establish a relationship with the bartender so that they can be a safety tool if you need it. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, and then wait for him to show up. And then he has to identify you. You don't have to walk in trying to guess oh, yeah. who he is.
0: There's see, there's so many things that I happen know. on a first date that are so stressful. That probably having a drink before the other person gets there is just a nice thing to
1: have. Yes. Although I did interview a guy recently who told me that he's been micro dosing with mushrooms before dates. What? That is, uh, I don't think I recommend that. Oh, my but think about just... that in terms of your dating life. That anyone who's meeting you at that bar could yeah, have. You just want to get taken. there first. Yes keep an eye be on mushrooms (laughs) oh god
0: a list of things to worry about it's hard out there and i would also say that just because you let him pay for the first drink doesn't mean you're any less independent or you're any less strong and confident it just means that like he paid for the drink and for one second you have five more dollars in your bank account than he does
1: yeah, I have I have friends who look back at times in their lives where they pay, insisted on paying for the drink and it really was a hardship for them. Yeah. Um like a friend who was, you know, working an internship and dating this movie director and she looks back and she's like, "Why did I ever pay for anything?" Yeah. Um so I don't know, you got to gauge the
0: situation or start or start like initiating dates that don't involve drinks. Like I went on a really fun date that was just we were both like it's really beautiful out. It's, you know, gorgeous weather it was in the summer and we both worked relatively close to central park and we were like let's just go for a walk and it was really easy and good exercise and there was no money involved less calories yeah a great idea and it i mean it didn't work out but it ended up just being a really easy free no pressure kind of situation
1: yeah it can feel so transactional sometimes and sometimes and I actually have friends who tell me that the best way to do this is to think of something you already want to do and then just enjoy spending time with this new person doing that thing. Go to the art gallery, go to the yeah, film. I think exhibit. there's like yeah. free,
0: you know, if there are free museum nights in your area or whatever that might be, or now it's getting to Christmas, like there I feel like cities Christmas markets pop up in cities and there are plenty of fun things to do that if you're really stressed about the finances and it's you just wanna relieve that pressure from yourself, there are plenty of other things to do.
1: Also, dating in the daylight can be a nice, refreshing thing. <laughs> like, you really see someone.
0: Dating in the daylight. <laughs> Don't vampire date. <laughs> Although, if you, I guess the problem is so I want to invent a dating app, and I'm saying it here because I, no one can steal it now because it's on record. Yeah. But I really want to d- invent a dating app that is a calendar system. And it's like when you s- open up the app, you put your calendar for the week. So you say like, I'm available for coffee on, cause no one wants this to says do that. so
1: much about you, Sam. I know. But it says like, I'm <laughs> available
0: for coffee on Wednesdays. Like this, you, you know, mark your time slots and it's like coffee, lunch, dinner, drinks, whatever. And you mark all your time slots and everyone on the app does that. So when you get a match, you chat, you have 24 hours to chat to be like, hi, whatever. And then once 24 hours is up, the calendar pops up and it says like, you're both free Wednesday for coffee or Thursday for drinks, like pick one, go. And, It gets you out of the app and sends you into the world and opens up the idea for things like coffee or breakfast, which no one ever wants to do because it seems it seems like everyone has to go for a drink. But that's my idea for a dating app. And I think it would do really well. I just don't know how to develop an app. But if anyone knows how to develop an app, tweet at me. And we'll work together because I think it's going to be the next big thing.
1: (laughs) Here's the reason why I think your app's going to work
0: or would work for you if
1: if you were looking um, is that it would attract other people who really care about their calendars.
0: (laughs) But I also think that the idea is that like the complaint I get so often is that people spend so much time chatting on these apps and they're like, I just want to get to the like, I don't want to spend all my time texting someone I've never met. I want to meet them. And so my app would cut you off after 24 hours of chit chat. And be like, okay, the chat box is closed. Here is each other's number. Here are the days you're free. Like, go nuts. And it kind of gets you out. of. It's more of a vehicle. It's not like the platform. That's Mm -hmm. my idea. And then you could go to coffee.
1: That's just, it's giving a lot of these guys credit to even imagine them having a calendar. (laughs)
0: Like (laughs) I'm looking at these profiles and
1: they're barely filling in sometimes.
0: (laughs) I have not been on a dating app for a while. I don't miss it.
1: It's it's rough. Hinge um, is this app that I've been experimenting with a lot this week, and they give you kind of comp- well, prompts in the now. profile. Yeah, they just redesigned it to feel more like Instagram. So one of the prompts is a movie I'd like to see is dot dot dot, and then the guy could say name of a movie, and that seems like a great way to set you up for a date. Maybe he wants to see a movie I want to see, then you could instantly message and say let's go see it right you know, this Thursday. Calendar integration done. Yeah, um, and a guy wrote. Nothing at the moment. So why even fill it out? Like,
0: why? Oh, my
1: goodness. Just so lazy. One of the prompts is, my favorite family member is, and he just wrote,
0: mom and dad.
1: Okay, great. That that seems like 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 a weird
0: prompt also. That doesn't seem like a prompt that, like, what are you going to say? Like, hey, what do you like most about your mom and dad? Yeah. (laughs) It seems like... I don't like any – I don't like – filling out a dating profile is painful to me. I yeah. don't like doing it.
1: Yeah, but if, if there was a family member that, you know, like you have a really cool uncle with a motorcycle who, you know, is curing cancer, it's your chance to say you're really close to someone. And it brings up family from the start, which is so hard to bring up.
0: Yeah. See, maybe you're just a more open and better dater than I was. I was the type of person that had nothing filled out on my profile and very rarely responded to anyone.
1: No, I'm really sarcastic all over my profile. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> I sp- think that's the best way to be.
0: Yeah. But you well, would it's like filtering my filtering for
1: app. other guys who are also sarcastic. Yeah. And, um, so one of the lines is watching, and I wrote, fascism descend. It's not a television show. It's just what I'm seeing no, in the world it's right just,
0: now. it's just the state of the world right now.
1: Yeah. Um, listening to the media normalize um, a white supremacist.
0: Yeah. It's really, that's a really real thing. Which is a whole other podcast. But that's how you date, you know? Yeah, you have to get real.
1: Yeah, it's if you don't put yourself on there, how could they ever know who you are and know that they want to get that drink with you?
0: Yeah. I'd be curious if you set up like a bunch of totally different profiles, like some that were really cookie cutter and some that were really sarcastic and some that were, you know, totally out there and see like what happened from it.
1: I mean, if I want to see who, how to get more interest, it's just remove the layers, more duck face. Duck face. (laughs) Dye my hair blonde or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think you can get a lot of attention for for certain looks. But I'm not looking for all the attention. I'm just looking to find that right person through the different algorithms that these apps offer. So a lot of them can tell you how many mutual friends you have. You know, they're showing people who went to college at the same time as me. They're showing people with tons of similar interests. I went on a date with a guy who
0: lives a block away from me. Oh, that's ideal. Yeah. The app knew it. That's perfect for cuffing season because then you're perfect to hibernate right on the same block I'm gonna just cuff with my dog (laughs) I think that's allowed I mean not like too intensely but I think that's all about it's all about hibernating and watching Netflix and staying warm and staying out of the rain and the snow that's what I understand it to be it sounds nice Sounds very nice. Anyway, Andrea, this was such a fun conversation and everyone should download and subscribe and listen to Andrea's podcast, which is also a panoply show, YOY, which you can find wherever you choose to listen to your favorite podcasts. And good luck with all your dating.
1: Thanks, Sam. You made this so easy. I <laughs> <But>, um, sh- <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at SamZabel, and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Jordan Bell. And if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and review in iTunes. I'm Sam Zabel and I'll see you next time.